everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am Mary Catherine Ham, your host, here as always with my co-host, Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. We are your morning show for any hour. Vic, how you doing? Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm, I'm doing just fine. You know, I'm in this weird mode right now because I had just come back from a lovely lunch with our good friend and listener, David Skinner. Oh, very nice. Uh, and I just had one martini. Look at you. It's so weird. It's so weird to come back and like- I feel like, like you're like, in a perfect space. Though. Yeah, No, it's weird because like the room is not spinning, right? <laughs> I can still see everybody and everything is clear. And I'm not really slurry. But no, it was lovely to see him. And, and, and uh, yeah, I was going to say I only have one thing really to share, which is, people might be wondering, my progress on reading and finishing, I was so close to finishing Bonfire of the Vanities has been halted. Oh dear, why? Yes. So two friends of ours, two friends, people you know, I would call them erudite, mm-hmm. erudite, invited me and Kate to see this weekend King Lear at oh, the Shakespeare yes. Theater. Yes. I actually looked at that the other day for tickets. Yes. So we're going on Saturday. Nice. I love King Lear. It's one of my favorites. I've never read. Did the listeners just hear me because I whisper? I don't know if they picked that up. I, I think they'd read. assume. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I have read a fraction. I'm not going to say a fair amount. Okay. I'm not going to say, you know, like... What, you know, how many folios, is that called folios? But I have read, okay, I, I can tell you, maybe two hands what I've read, right? I mean, for, that's for, that's okay, solid. Okay, all right, let's see. Well, I'll tell you, it's more shocking what I haven't read because we, they were just not assigned in high school, right? You're not going to believe this. And that includes English AP classes I took. No Macbeth. Really? Yeah. No Julius Caesar. Very weird. However, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, Taming of the Shrew. Fellow, Richard the Richard the Third, which I like. I also read the more obscure Richard the Second, which is called the Ri- prequel. Yes, it's it's that's right. It was it was it was Richard Strikes Back, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Merchant of Venice. I had I read that on my, I read that on my own. But so no Tempest, no Twelfth Night, and no King Lear, or no Henry the Fifth. Even though I know obviously right, the famous right. thing from. I think you're covered. Yeah. Then I think I'm covered. So I decided to read it. Okay. First of all, I'm not going to finish in time. I already, spoiler alert, I hear what happens. Some guy gets blinded, okay? <laughs> I know, it just came out. And also, the, the language. Is, I mean, you know, you really do have to. I used to read the Folger editions, and they would break down on the left page, like, what are they talking about? You know, but this is like the full-on. The only thing, this is a college book from Kate, so it has all of Kate's notes. Oh, see, that's a, that's a it's, plus, though. I knew, I know Kate was a good student. Yeah, it was like Cliff Notes on steroids. She took a lot of notes. So I'm reading that, and anyway, that way madness lies. I love, I I love this endeavor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So so that's what I'm working on. I have now until Saturday to finish it. I'm only in Act 2, so this is not going to happen. You but got You got this, Vic. I get the gist. Okay. I say this is really about a story of mental illness. You understand the characters. I think. Now, so my, so my question to you, though, did, did you, are you much of a Shakespeare person? Uh, I would not. I would not say I'm a super fan, you know, but well versed and enjoy. I, to me, it's sort of maybe it's like playing musical instruments or mm-hmm. what have you. When you read that kind of thing, it works different parts of your brain, and I enjoy the part where I have to figure out what this ornate sentence just told me. This flat yes, sentence yes. just told me. But I did, I did a little bit of Shakespeare. I know this sounds crazy. When I was homeschooling with the kids, sonnets, not anything. Oh yeah, sure. long. But it is remarkable 
how much figurative lang- language when you try to explain it to someone who's just learning is very hard to explain. Well, what does that mean? Well, okay, let's talk about a rose and a rose and what it's about. You know, yes. it's like it's a strange thing when you're having to explain it to someone. But I did find that for the kids, it did reading poetry helped them grasp figurative language pretty quickly. Okay. And now they both speak in Shakespeare sonnets. No, they but they <laughs> in iambic pentameter. They they are sort of flowery speakers, I would well, say, for nice. their age. Well, I mean, there's a great I mean, if read properly, there's a great obviously the meter to it. Yeah. And I would say there's a couple plays that I really enjoy. I've always loved <laughs> Summer Oh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. I read that. Well, too. I, like, I, I, my no, brain no, is no, like no, that, Midsummer Night's Dream. I, I love. Yeah, that's silly. I love. I actually love Hamlet. I I love the Ken, the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. I've watched that many times. Does it count just to watch it? Like, oh, I, I'm, I yes, it's a play, play right? so right? it does count. But I've read oh. it as well, and I think to read it, to understand it, performed, it's better to read it beforehand, right? Yes. So there's a yeah. couple plays that, that did I not super well, love, that, that, that and Kenneth, King Lear is one of them. That Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. I think there was there an intermission because it was so long. Yes, there's an intermission oh in the movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Now, so, do you prefer Kenneth Branagh Hamlet or Mel Gibson Hamlet? No, I like the Kenneth. Or Branagh. or Ethan Hawke no. Hamlet. No. I like the Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Do you? I was wondering. Do you think they still teach it in public school? I was wondering that myself. When you were in school, because I'm going to say no. But when you were in school, was there a book like everybody read this? This was the book we all read. What was it for you? Red Badge of Courage. Really? Probably. Okay. That's the one well, that springs to mind. Yeah, no, no, no. Or, Usually or when it comes my, to mind. Of Mice and Men. Of Mice and Men, right. Okay. Yeah. For me, in high school, I would say it's Catcher in the Rye. We all read uh, Catcher yes. in the Rye. I think by the time I came around, everyone was voluntarily reading Catcher in the Rye uh, to be angsty, uh-huh. and so they didn't angsty, do it They didn't do it in, in school anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wonder we what all it, have a Holden Caulfield phase. Yes, and I wonder what it is now. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be the Golden Compass. Probably Twilight. But I was going to say, I had a few others, but I'm going to, you know, we'll get to it before we get all worked up. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. On the home front, we are, we're building skills on the home front. Good. Let me tell you about that. That's always good. I should, I should, I should come in for a a lesson. No, (laughs) number one, I'm not sure. This is, this is the hardest one to build. I'm working with my oldest on long division. Oh, yeah. Which means I had to relearn Mm -hmm. long division. And let me tell you, not that simple, okay? Seems simple. There's a process. There's a number. There's an order of steps. You go through the steps. You should get the right answer, right? Remind me. Remind me. Yes. You got to. Hold on. There's a thing that we've learned for it. Does McDonald's sell burgers? Divide, multiply, subtract, bring down. Oh, for for long division. Yes. Now, do you do the thing where I think when we started learning about long division, you put a remainder like R. Yes. Two. Yes. R, we're, we're whatever the that. number is. We're doing okay. remainder. We're doing the whole but thing. But at some point, you don't do that. You just finish it to its conclusion. Oh. Sort okay. of. Well, but right it can now go on forever. Doing... But it can go on in some right. cases. That's true. Right now, we're doing remainders. Remainders. No. But you know, again, in theory, you should come up with the right answer. But I have learned. First of all, teaching is tough, yes. and I really enjoyed homeschooling, but each new skill that you're trying to teach, I have to go and Google 10 people trying to teach me how to teach the thing. Oh. Well, but here's, <laughs> so. but here's the great thing, though, in, the, in today's day and age. If you don't have an answer, you can go on to this is true. YouTube, and there are like, oh, this is how to solve this problem. This is true. I do right. have resources that others would not have had 
many years ago. I remember my dad teaching me long division. Yeah. Just because we were nerds and he was like, let's get ahead of the game. Anyway. Oh, that's good. So, so we've been working on that. But the frustrating thing about math, and I've been the thing I've been trying to communicate to my daughter is, you know, you get one step wrong and you're thrown off for the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And it is really a and challenging there, there, thing. In our house, well, with one of our children, she won't remain nameless, but there can be tears. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tears. No, and I, I try not to get frustrated, but, but both of us get frustrated. And, but we're funny? But we're Math building tears. this skill. We are making progress. We're trying to practice every day. I hate to break it to her. Spring break is going to oh, include a lot of practice. long division. But there's got to be some way to make it fun. That sounds like an old I've, person thing. I keep but. trying to think of ways, I swear. But some of it is just like you just got to do the thing. But it is, it's a lot because you think about it. I was thinking about our slow progress through this worksheet yesterday. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, but each problem is like 10 calculations. So it's not exactly just one problem. The only thing, it's funny that you- I feel like we need credit for all the problems we did. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned DMSB. The, I don't remember. What I remember was order of operations, PEMDAS. PEMDAS. Yep. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. <laughs> yep. Excuse her for what? But Ugh. you know, that, that that's helpful. I hated, I hated math, right? I okay. hated math. And calculus. Which so that's is when your parents were first disappointed in you. Well, when they discovered, wait a minute, you know, how much Chinese are you? Clearly not a lot. But I, I think I would have approached it differently had I thought of it more like, oh, this is a, a puzzle to solve. The way people do a Sudoku or whatever, right. you know, you're solving a puzzle. Had I watched, had I watched Goodwill Hunting, maybe I would be more interested in this, you know, like, oh, let me try to solve this. Right. It's a puzzle. This is all this is, all that it is, is a puzzle. I, I do find looking back and learning again that when I understand the tricks better mm -hmm. or I find a new trick that's like, oh, there's this shortcut that you can do this exactly. way, I do find that more fascinating than yeah. just a regular math lesson. So anyway, we're, you... we're doing that. Okay. Okay. So that's the oldest kid. And then the smallest kid, I just got a video of the baby learning to hold his bottle. Oh. Okay. So that's a little ahead of time. We're at, we're at almost three months. And we got some propping up going and some holding going on. That's and that's a huge revolution for the parents. They you know, get it because you yeah. can just hand them their bottle. <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice thing. The parents will become more productive to build more skills in the older children while this is happening. And then the toddler, mm -hmm. she's a whole other story. She's become very toddlery, which is to and say, she's walking. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does more than walk. She runs. Oh. She runs hills. She climbs things. She negotiates all different surfaces. It's a, she's very adventurous. So she, the other day, I was sitting in the living room doing the work for the podcast, mm -hmm. gathering things, and not paying a ton of attention to her, but she's in the living room. And then I look over and she has a giant, tall, skinny pole next to her that she's holding onto. And she's looking up at it. And I'm realizing, oh, this could potentially be dangerous to be whacked around the room at myself or the baby or yeah. whoever's in there, possibly the TV, and I go confiscate this long pole, probably four feet long, five feet long. It is the collapsible tent pole from her playhouse, Oh she. which she has surgically removed from the playhouse to bring out into the living room and brandish for me. Wow. And I'm like, huh. I got to say, and this is all... Some kids are so different. Like each kid is different. Yes. She is my, I would say, cleverest problem solver. 
<laughs> I've had yet, which bodes badly. I for love. Us. I love. It's like you're describing velociraptors. <laughs> no, she. Is, that's exactly what it is. Every she, time I look at her, I'm like, clever girl. <laughs> clever girl. She's opening the doors now. She's opening the doors. No, she's. Yeah. We're gonna find out how much she wants to use her powers for good or evil. Yes. Anyway, I'm feeling pretty good about all of that. I do think, you know, we're, we're building our, our apocalypse team. That's what a family yep, is. Yep. And she's got a lot going for her. The baby's making himself very useful to us by holding his bottle. I'm not sure how long Division is going to serve us, but we're going to figure it out. No, that'll all come in handy. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the world. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're like uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder's yeah. parents. Yeah, well, they tell me that you need math for stuff in real life, so I, I assume we'll use it for something. Even yes. when society collapses. I'll get back to right? that one, yes. Speaking but of you do, you do. society collapsing. Yeah. Depressing transition. Oh, my gosh. I have... You were worked up. You came in here. I have bones to pick. I walked in the studio, and you were fired up. So, okay. This is, again, I try to stay off Twitter in the wake of a shooting because everything falls apart. Got all the terrible takes. I don't want to be disseminating bad takes. I don't want to be making bad takes. Yeah. All that stuff, right? But the discourse marches on, guys. And I am inevitably exposed to the discourse. And then the discourse makes me angry, which I already was. But I was in the wake of a tragedy. I'm trying not to be more of a jerk because I don't think that that adds anything or helps anyone. Right. However, I am... Annoyed by the turn the discourse has taken, Mm -hmm. which is this. There is now a concerted effort to make the thing that we talk about as the endangered people or victim class is the trans community in this country who were not the victims of this act. Now, I think Exhibit A in this was a tweet from NBC News. Oh. Fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. We were already fearing for our lives. This is a quote. Now it's even worse. Again, let us not let us not mistakenly focus on the victims of the actual yeah. shooting that happened yesterday. Instead, we should focus on the hypothetical victims of hypothetical future yeah. things. So that because that's what's important. Three kids, three adults. And the focus is on, well, we don't want to, you know, let's look out for the other people who were perhaps connected with because they share this thing in common with the right. shooter. And Which, by the way, I don't think they should hold, have responsibility for, right? Not that they would give no. me the same courtesy. No, 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 no. We have Charlotte Clymer, who is a high-profile trans woman who actually was a Georgetown fellow in the same capacity that I was teaching at the public policy School over there, she's on MSNBC talking about, again, lifting up the victims of this week who are not the victims. And the Chiron under her says, identity of trans identity of shooter sparks outrage on the right. First of all, (laughs) you should have your outrage sparked. By someone who kills nine-year-olds in cold blood. It doesn't matter the identity of that person. And it's weird that they would point it to the right, which sort of implies that the left's not outraged about it, which, of course, they're they're mad, too. No, I mean, this is a weird configuration. It is. It's really quite remarkable and really darkly impressive. Yes. How they're able to just seize on this so quickly 
and to their benefit, like they they outmaneuvered any sort of criticism of, oh, I don't know, why did the killer do this? Well, and, and, and those things, by the way, we don't know yet. No. There's no there's no motive. Right. We don't know how this person is connected to any particular community yeah. yet in great detail. Mm-hmm. And again, my fellow Americans' beliefs and speech are not to blame for this person's actions. Like, we want to keep our speech responsible. We right. do here. But it is not responsible for this person's actions. Okay, so here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is today. This is today. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. But it They're is, the ones who are under attack? No, no. It is as if the roles were reversed yes. in this shooting. That is the, mm-hmm. that is, the talking point is as if the roles were reversed. Right, like now, this what was she the nightclub or this was you know, right. a shooting. Now, what she means when she says under attack in this particular case is she's talking about legislation in Tennessee, which is a, we must concede a different kind of attack than that yeah. visited upon yeah. the school this week. I would just really love one set of rules for whether... A political movement is to blame. Let me know what planet that and is. And their political rhetoric is to yeah. blame for the actions of somebody who may or may not be aligned with them, mm-hmm. but is convenient to put them in that group, you know, that kind of thing. I would like one set of rules on this, for instance. Yeah. The manifesto. Oh, you're not going to get that. Oh, we're not going to get it that. It really depends on what's in it. Exactly. And here's the thing. I don't think publishing the manifestos is a great idea. Certainly not giving them a ton of attention. Because it can produce copycats. It gives people a reason to get famous and get their ideas famous. However, you absolutely cannot make the call on whether manifestos are published based on whether they are the things expressing them are inconvenient to the political allies of said messenger. Right. The media is now like, oh, very gravely concerned about publishing manifestos because this one might have stuff in it that reflects badly on people they like. Well, that's you, that's what the objection is, correct? Will you make this sound like it's a two-way street? Like what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but it, no. It would be nice. It's it's what serves our what serves our our purposes and what doesn't. So I mean that's 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 what it's that what that's what it comes down to, and that's why the immediate reaction when you if you, if they are forced to talk about the actual victim. The three right. kids, the three adults, right? The, the teacher, the headmaster, the custodian, and those three children. The issue is gun control. Yes. We need to stop these guns from getting into these schools, and that's why they died. And then if it's not, if they're not talking about them, oh, you want to talk about the shooter, well, what drove him to do this? Right. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's one of these was, slippery they must things. Have, you know, th- those people either in the school or- Or the legislation. Re- legislation. Again, we have no proof of that Republican whatsoever. Republican policymakers, and conservatives if we did, must have bullied her into doing this. So it's and one it of sounds these- ex- it sounds crazy, but you know that list we're just talking about. This is in the free beacon about yeah. these bad takes. They're really saying this. No, it's not. a. It's That's the thing that bothers me. exaggerating. You're, you're not, as they say, nut picking. Like yeah. this is- this is Nitpicking? real. No, nut. No, oh, mm, nut. Like okay. when you when you single out the nuts oh, on, on oh, the other yes. side to make got them it, look worse. It, but yeah, these yeah. are mainstream places, mm-hmm. uh, and they're doing this slippery thing where not only does the suspect's ideology not matter because they suspect it might be inconvenient, mm-hmm. 
if it matters, then it's because you guys bullied right. the person who has this ideology right. and therefore it's your fault. So it just always turned back right. on them. And in this case, that would be, look, if this indeed turns out that it was motivated by some concern that Christian circles were unfriendly to this shooter, that is an ideological motivation. That is a form of terrorism. That could be a form of hate crime based on whatever the, the specific writing of the laws. But of course, the argument from the left on Twitter and from media is, oh, I thought you guys didn't like hate crime laws. And it's like, I don't. They're thought crime laws. However, if we're going to prosecute them, there has to be an even hand. Yeah. It can't. No. There's it, just two sets of have rules, Have you come man. across anybody outside of Fox that mentions the shooter being to blame for shooting these people? I mean, that that's considered in media circles a cop-out to say that the person who did the shooting The person who pulled the trigger blame. is the last person to be blamed. <laughs> Number one is the guns, and then the other is the who drove Unless him to do this. He has a MAGA hat on, in oh, which case- in which case, it's all him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's him plus everyone 100%. who's ever been affiliated, yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, 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 and last situation. thing that I would love the same rules on, breaching capitals. Oh. I would love for there to be a standard on that because it turns out this week you will soon find out that breaching a capital is stunning and brave. Because yeah. in Tennessee, a protest at the Tennessee Capitol, I saw a video t just today of the protesters fighting with state troopers, breaking through onto the floor, I believe, in some cases. Now, this is the kind of thing that was stunning and brave until January 6th, because it was right. always stunning and brave when it happened in any oh. other state capital, as long as it was liberals, and do, it always was until January 6th. Wasn't it, was it the Wisconsin state Wisconsin. capital? Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they the camped teachers, out. The teachers, it was a celebration. Yes. Stunning and brave. And that just stuff a, can be replaced. There's insurance. Just, just yeah, they can, a they can beautiful... That display it's the of people's democracy. Home. It's the people's home. Yes. And we will revert to that definition today. For the yeah. record, I think it's trash when you breach a capital, no matter which no side matter you which, are yeah. We will revert to the old definition now because in Tennessee, it is on behalf of gun control legislation and against these trans, trans bills. Laws, yeah. So For surgery for minors. So now it will be okay. And if Okay and understandable, and even beyond that, pretty brave and amazing. Yeah. Pretty brave and amazing. Good for them. We cannot operate this way. A society cannot operate no. this way. No. I don't know. And a, f a friend of mine tweets me and says, you know, rightly, that the great miracle of our system and due process is an attempt to eliminate these double standards, right, so that we do treat people equally and it's and it's an attempt to get ourselves out of the bad loop that is our human nature that wants right. to blame the out group for everything and our yes. in group for nothing yeah and if the media would help in that endeavor that would be great that'd be great because i do think it's valuable and i do think it's like the the marrow of our system don't hold your breath especially when it comes to coverage there is news right an update on the press secretary now former press secretary to arizona governor katie hobbs Oh yeah, that one. I in the in the fog, I forgot yes. that one. She had sent out a tweet hours after the shooting was already reported to the effect of us when we come across transphobes, she said. And it was a picture from the movie Gloria yep. with Gina Rollins holding a revolver and it's like you know, either 
words mean violence or they don't. Yeah. You know, and she quietly deleted that tweet. But nobody mentioned that outside of conservative circles. <sighs> By the way, it's a, it's an actually very good movie, Gloria. Is it really? Yeah, really it good. is. And, you know, it, it was rebooted as The Professional with um, oh, Natalie I didn't Portman and John Renault. Yes. Okay. But in, the, in, in, in Gloria, obviously, it's a woman rescuing a boy. Okay. Whose family was killed by the mob because the dad was in the accountant. The, the father was played by Buck Henry. Okay. I got all sorts of I got all sorts of trivia. It's really good. It's really okay. No, there's there's just everything gets the tweet was bad, but the movie is good. The tweet is bad. Tweet bad, movie good. Yes. No, everything is just twisted. It's it's media alchemy. It does not matter what the tragedy is. Yeah. It will be twisted if needed. Yeah. To make sure that it is. Republicans who are confronted with questions and with policy mm -hmm. ideas that they don't like and to make sure that the speech of conservatives and right-leaning people is the suspect, Yeah. even though there's actually a real-life culprit right here who may or may not believe yeah. whatever they're saying yeah. they believe. They, they will just, it's alchemy. Just make it into the, and it, again, it started with the Palin thing after the Jared Laughlin shooting. Mm -hmm of Gaffey, Gabby Giffords, which wasn't even politically motivated. He was a schizophrenic who had this weird focus on her, fixation on her. And grammar. Yes. Weird. And it just turned into, oh, well, QED. Palin caused yeah. this. And I I don't know. How long has it been since that shooting? Since 2011? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, about that time. About that time. It's been like uh, 10 or 12 years, and I'm just like really sick of being yeah. called a, yeah. an abetter of murder. By just having beliefs that yeah. are different from the media. The targets, the crosshairs, and then once they were able to, once the right was able to prove and conservatives were saying, hey, the left does it too, boom, gone. Story. Story. Oh, remember, by the way, sorry, I'm on my, I'm on my soapbox, guys. Remember, by the way, in the wake of the congressional baseball shooting, wherein mm -hmm. a man who we know was a Bernie yeah, supporter. That's he right. Was, he was a, an avid Democratic supporter and activist, okay? This is not... It's not made up. I'm not blaming y'all for it. It's just a real thing. Mm -hmm. Came to a Republican practice for the congressional baseball game. Inquired whether they were Republicans before he shot them. And then attempted to mass murder an entire segment of the congressional diet yeah. delegation of Republicans. After that incident, one of the first things that press on the scene asked a Republican congressman. It was Mo. What's his last name? Mo from Alabama. Brooks? No. There, he was asked yeah. whether it was about time to do some gun control legislation. Uh -huh. yeah. That is the level yeah. of delusion yeah. in the press corps and ideological commitment is that right after this guy, someone attempted to murder yeah. him. And he informs the, the member of the press, like, someone just attempted to murder me with a gun. So, no, I will not be disarming myself because you think that's a good idea. You know what will get you really worked up is this book, Uncovered, by Steve Krakauer. Uh, Are you running? You guys running a review? We have a review, and in, in, in fact, it is coming up this weekend. It's it, by Andrew Stiles, uh, is reviewing it, and it's about the media blindness from somebody who was there and he worked at these networks, and they are so focused on this narrative, and again, objectivity is now sort of becoming a thing of the past. It's also getting in the way. It's not, it doesn't only get away in the way of a good story, but it is getting in the way of the struggle between good versus evil. 
And obviously, you need to take a side. This goes back to, again, and I keep on mentioning her, Margaret Sullivan, who used to be the ombudsman at the Washington Post. But she was saying the same thing, right? Enough of this both sides of an objectivity for the press. There is a battle. Democracy is going to die in darkness. So, you know, it just happens to turn out that our opinion's right and yours is wrong. Yeah. Mo Brooks was his name, yeah. by the way. Uh, Mo Brooks saw his co- This is a Vox yeah. headline. Mo Brooks saw his colleague get shot. It didn't change his mind about gun control. They can't wrap their minds around the fact that, like, when you've been shot at, maybe you do want to yep. retain your God-given right to defend yourself. And to your point, Vic, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. The idea that there would be one standard is actually considered by many in the media who are charged Bad. with covering all of us yep. as evil itself. Yep. Because you can't apply the same standard to the evil people, mm-hmm. which is people of the right, and the good people, who are right. people of the left. And if you apply standards equally that would be bad a friend of mine this morning kelly out in colorado calls it intellectual equity oh right we've gone from the same same rules to like we got to change the rules for different groups based on whether we like them or not but again yeah and it it gets down to the core of it is well obviously i'm right and you are wrong and that's it it's not great guys do you want to talk about the tiktok ban Okay, so we haven't done an update on this in a little while. So two things. There are two bills that are about the TikTok ban. One is Josh Hawley of Missouri's bill, a Republican senator. And it is a very small, tailored bill that directs the president to, in some way, use executive power to not have TikTok available in the United States on in the app stores. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The point being, it's simple and it's tailored. Then there's another one that's bipartisan, supported by, I think, sponsored by Mark Warner and Senator Thune of South Dakota, who's a Republican in particular. And it is called, hold on, let me find the name. It is a very, it's a stretch. It's It's a a stretch. It's a big bill, guys. Okay, go ahead. Now, it's called the Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, which is the Restrict Act. Now, one thing that I find amusing about this legislative push Mm -hmm. is that they missed the memo that you're supposed to make your acronym something innocuous and or patriotic mm-hmm. and instead just made it the thing. This is the we're we're saying the quiet part out loud. Joy Behar saying the quiet part out loud. This bill is saying the quiet part out loud because the object is to restrict yeah. and to keep you guys from doing a bunch of things they don't want you to do. Right. And look, I don't often give the benefit of the doubt and good intentions assumed to giant bills in Congress. And this is no different. If you're going to attempt to ban TikTok, which I'm not even sure is the right answer, even though I think there are national security issues, do not do it with a giant, broad bill that lets the federal government get into all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Particularly if the language is broad. Mm -hmm. Which it is. You know what I was struck by? Is that the language is very similar to the mission of the Disinformation Governance Board, which Uh rightly was torpedoed. Now, I'll give them credit for at least trying to legislate this nonsense. Mm -hmm. The Disinformation Governance Board just did it by fiat. Like, here we are. Yeah, they want to pass a bill. But this is, the mission is similar and similarly broad and problematic. The great great concern, of course, is over, does this involve banning VPNs, virtual private networks? Where you're going to, I'm not sure if you're going to get into that, but when I had... When I was on the Subbeacon, we used to advertise for a VPN. You know, and you read about it all about it. It's, you know, the reason why, you know, you want to have that. And I totally agree. And I think it's great because, you know, if you happen to be, you know, late night alone in the dark, 
you know, surfing the internet for, I don't know, sales on khaki pants. Right, right. Very, something like that. You know, you, you want to make sure very you're Very innocuous yes, stuff. Yes. <laughs> See, Jennifer's like, oh, okay. That's good. And, and you want to make sure that, you know, your 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 shopping is your shopping is protected. Private, private, That's why you yeah. would get a VPN. Look, yeah. it says this is from Reason who Elizabeth Nolan Brown always does a good job of breaking down technical stuff very easily. Mm-hmm. Using a VPN with your computer phone or another internet-enabled device can do things like mask your IP address and encrypt your internet connection. It's a great way to get around location-based firewalls and mm. other forms of internet censorship. For that reason, it's often used in authoritarian countries. countries or That's to right. buy khakis, which is a good euphemism that we now have. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the concern is, of course, that some of this language would allow for people to be punished mm-hmm. for using VPNs to go around the blocks on something like uh-huh. TikTok. Warner's office assures us that is not the case, guys. <laughs> Under the terms of the bill, he says, someone must be engaged in sabotage or subversion of communications technology in the U.S. causing, quote, catastrophic effects on U.S. critical infrastructure or interfering in or altering the result of a federal election in order for criminal penalties to apply. So don't worry, you won't go to jail for 20, 20 years, he says. We promise. Pinky swear. Yeah. This is. I also want to read the Warner tweet, which is actually what brought my attention to this because it The thing it's attempting to make me feel, I feel the exact opposite as soon as I read it. You ready? The Restrict Act isn't an infringement on free speech. It's a systemic, rules-based approach to identifying and addressing foreign tech that could threaten national security. I stand firmly with free expression and free enterprise. I was immediately like, sign me up to protest this bill. This is this is all the signal I need. It's raising all the antennas, right? Yes. Particularly in libertarian circles, right? I mean, the, 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 I mean, the concern is how far do you go in restricting the very thing before you become the very thing you despise? Yes, you know. So. Well, and and because they're bad at doing things, yeah. if yeah. the if the language is broad, the default is always for them to grab more power than right. was either intended or maybe it is intended. What? Yeah. And this is one of those things where like. I look back at the Patriot Act and I go, yeah, the libertarians were righter than I was. Like that, they're, they're calling it, some people are calling this Patriot Act of the Internet, and I, right? I think that's yeah. fair because it's broad, it's giant, it's, it's... I mean, the Patriot Act happened also at a time of an extreme emergency. Yes. I mean, an actual hot war on terrorism that was happening post 9-11. But people, you know, I mean, there was an article, I remember at the time, a National Review by a writer who said, you know, how far are you willing to go to yes. extract information from a terrorist about a bomb that could explode right. somewhere in the middle of, you know, a, a big city. You know, would you harm that person right. in an interrogation? Would you harm that person's family? How far? And I'm reading, I'm like, I don't know, pretty far. I know. You know well, there, there, really there are really parts of depends. there are parts of the Patriot Act in that era that I yeah. understand mm-hmm. and that I don't even object to. Yeah. But when I look back at some of the means, I go, yeah, that, that, and I had concerns about them at the time, but the situation on the ground like didn't bother me as much because of that i think there are real concerns here too yeah the question is do you make the same mistake again in letting the congress decide that it's going to have really wide like far-reaching ability to get into people's communications on Mm -hmm. fairly small pretense and i think that that is dangerous jeff blahar writing at nro says there is an easy way for congress to ban tiktok ban tiktok Throwing the net this wide is an incipient First Amendment disaster. Yeah. And Rand Paul thinks all of it's a First Amendment disaster. I do think you can restrict the app from a foreign entity without it being a First Amendment I mean, the first thing you could do is just not offer it on the app store. Right. Right? That's if you want to do that. 
All right. What are we on to? Oh, while we're on the subject of protecting internet speech, you oh, know what we really need to yeah. protect? Yeah. Gifts. Memes. Gifts. You got to protect the gifts. Okay. Help me out here. First of all, I still know people who, who insist it's GIF. Oh, I There's know. There's no way. Somebody suggested once that we should say GIF. We should all just call it a GIF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, split the I difference. Believe, I believe that the creator calls it GIF. Yes, and I he, disagree with the creator's wrong. I hate to inform him. He's incorrect. He's incorrect because it's a graphic. It took on a life. It took on a life of its own. It's just like the word <laughs> gift minus the T. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like Norman Podhoritz was asked about, you know, neoconservatism when it suddenly meant you're for the invasion of Iraq. He's like, oh, what happened to like, you know, Jewish liberals who then came, you know, what? No, nothing. No. Nope, okay. Nope. So. so this is a, a new form of racism just dropped. Yes. Uh, Vic. Actually, it's it was this originated in a Teen Vogue essay five years ago, or maybe not originated there, but that's mm-hmm. sort of the most. This, yeah. That's what's referenced Start in a new CNN there. piece that throws back to this five-year-old Teen Vogue piece and says, we need to be worried about modern minstrelsy, the most insidious form of contemporary racism, digital blackface. That was crazy. First, I thought you said menstrualcy. I got nervous there. Oh, (laughs) minstrelsy. Yes. I just made a very silly laugh. We should take that (laughs) off. Okay. I want Jennifer, keep it in. Our (laughs) listeners need need to know the truth. So let me explain it. All right. Maybe you shared that viral video of Kimberly Sweet Brown Wilkins telling a reporter after narrowly escaping an apartment fire, ain't nobody got time for that. Perhaps you posted that meme of supermodel Tyra Banks exploding in anger on America's Next Top Model. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I watched that live, by the way. That's how old I am. (laughs) Or maybe before it was a GIF, before GIFs existed. Or maybe you simply posted popular GIFs such as the one of NBA great Michael Jordan crying or of drag queen RuPaul declaring, girl... If you're black and have you and you've shared such me- images online, you get a pass. But if you're white, you may have inadvertently perpetuated one of the most insidious forms of contemporary racism. One of the most insidious. Yeah. Do we not have anything better to do? Uh, and with then, our time? then there, there's a whole sort of there's hemming and hawing, and there's a guide to how you cannot do this, and the the accusation a is struggle that, session. The accusation is that. These these black characters in our pop culture are we are using, I love those gifts. I love those right. memes. Well, and the argument is that we are using them because they have this exaggerated sense of storytelling or expression. Well, yes, because that's part of what you want to communicate, and there's nothing inherently negative about mm-hmm. that. But they say it plays into old stereotypes of behaviors of African Americans and is therefore used by white people like a minstrel show to exaggerate those things and use them to tell their stories. There's the, it's called a modern day repackaging of menstrual shows is how they refer to it. And there's a tale of Elizabeth Halford, a white brand designer who wrote an apologetic essay about this. That's even worse. So she, she goes through her struggle session and she reports back to CNN that Halford says that doesn't mean she won't use any more gifts of black people. She doesn't object to the Beyonce, I'm the boss meme, because she thinks it empowers women. She says that as long as a meme or gifts, gif is empowering and not demeaning, she feels free to use it. Besides, Halford said, and here's the actual racism in the story. Are you guys ready for this? Besides, Halford said, if she refrains from using any black memes, she runs into another problem. Those are the most effective because white people are so boring, she says. I was going to say, <laughs> if there was a white equivalent, it wouldn't be, if, you know, I mean... Sorry, but white people uh, are boring. It's it's just yeah. so ironic that the one actual racist sentence yeah. is is, there, is at the end. 
So are you, is is the new rule supposed to be you could only use gifts based on your ethnicity or skin color? No, because that would also be bad. This is the thing. Like if, the only thing, there, the only the only ones I'd be using are Ken Jeong. Well, this is the thing. If there were no, if there were no black people represented in gifts, that would also be a problem. And if you only tweet white gifts, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's a problem. Nonetheless, the author of the Vogue of the Teen Vogue piece in 2017 says, if you find yourself always reaching for a black face to release your inner sass monster, maybe consider going the extra country mile and pick this nice Taylor Swift gif instead. Oh, and I do. So one, choose the white woman. Yes. One last insane quote from there. They're just all insane. This is from the author yes. of that essay, the original essay, requoted in CNN. We are your sass, your nonchalance, your fury, your delight, your annoyance, your happy dance, your diva, your shade, your yes moments, she writes. The weight of reaction giffing, period, rests on our shoulders. The weight of the reaction giffing. That's journalism right now. That's journalism at its best. I I love, you know what? I'm I, a no. I'm a no on that one. I'm a no on that one. I'd love to know where a lot of these, the origins of a lot of these gifts are from. Are they from movies? Where, well, where, I will where say. Where do they come from? Because of, I, they're funny. I just thought I'd love to know where they're from. One of the things I am careful about is I mm-hmm. don't, there's one mentioned in here where this woman's talking about something terrible that happened to her family. There was an apartment fire and she reacts in a way that is memeable. I do like to. Oh, yeah, that would be bad taste. Well, I do like to track them down because even if someone's saying something in a funny way, sometimes it can come from a disturbing thing and you don't want to. Oh, you want to do that. You don't want to accidentally joke about it. No. It's not race-based. I just want to make sure that I understand the context. And I'm sure there have been times that I haven't. There was an audio going around on TikTok and Instagram that was, it was a man saying, I don't know whose fault it is, but I know it was not mine. And it turned out it was Alec Baldwin talking about that shooting. Oh, and I was like, oh, I will not be wow. using that one. Yikes. I will not be using that Yikes. one. I found something out very interesting recently. Maybe you know about this. What I wanted to do, once I started like, oh, what are the, the origins of a lot of these memes? I suddenly thought to myself, what is the origin of the the meme of, quote, guy with girlfriend? You know, where oh, he yeah. turns, which is a famous one. Everybody uses it. It's been used on me. So on me, on me yes. It, it, well, that one was that one was kind of where, where I'm the guy. Of course, I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the the girlfriend, the angry girlfriend, is the sub beacon, and then the the hot girl is like literally any other podcast that said <laughs> some person. How dare you do that? You were, you how know, dare you? you? How you dare were doing you? Doing your media yes, tour? Yes, yes. I okay. So yes, I was doing my media tour. So did you do you know where it's from? The Hollywood Reporter did a story on this. I don't. You're know not where going to believe this. Okay, tell me. Catalonia, Catalan. Really? They're Sp- they're Spaniards. Like they're they're European models. Huh. Isn't that weird? They I figured it was like in New York City. No, I didn't know that. Oh, okay, the, so it, so the the art itself, the photo, the they photo were photographed is in Catalonia. Catalonia. Yeah, isn't that insane? You, things you learn on this show. Is this separatist propaganda? Oh, right. From Catalonia. I know. I'm, I'm supposed to say Spain, isn't it? Spain. It's Spain. I don't know. For for now, it's Spain. Yes. Okay. All right. You're, uh, I think you're safe. Okay. Good. Good. Anything else? Are we good? Do we have anything else? No. I have a correction. So. Okay. Let's do that. The correction is regarding Girl Scout cookies. My wife says to me, quote, <laughs> you are so wrong about the lemon ups because I said they're for diabetics. Apparently, they're not. And I keep on saying this. And I've been saying it for years. Ugh. And she's like, I keep telling you. Somebody's going to get hurt out there. Somebody's going to get hurt. And, and they're going to go blind and, and lose a limb it's, it's a because good, it's a good of thing the lemon ups. The good folks at the podcast headquarters flag us for disinformation all the time. <laughs> You know, when next time I do, I'm expecting somebody like needs context. So trefoils apparently are the safest bet for 
diabetics. No, I can totally picture that. Okay, which yeah, is why I don't that eat makes them, sense. All right, toffee-tastic is the gluten-free. Toffee-tastic okay. is gluten-free. I uh, do like toffee. I'll tell you what, though. If, there were, if, if, it, if it had gluten, it would be called fantastic. <laughs> that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for listening to my frustration, my very silly laugh at that one point. Our prayers remain with the actual victims yep. in Tennessee, three children and three adults, and the community that surrounds them. And everybody, again, just try not to be monstrous while we're having this conversation. I know we're all going to get worked up, but it's it's better for all of us if we remain I hate that the word kind is over overused. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Right? All right. Merriam-Webster going to drop that new definition of insurrection soon, though. Okay. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Okay.